0: Hey guys today i'm here with nick shackleford i'm guessing most of you guys know him if those that don't know him i'll let him do a quick intro in one second today we'll be talking about creative for facebook ads and obviously this will be applicable to instagram as well nick how are you welcome my friend
1: good to see you hey man it's it's, it is good to see you i do miss you tremendously we haven't been able to have our our walks on sundays like we always did before um, my trip to ukraine but i am i am excited i am happy i am back and I'm in San Diego, so I'm here for traffic and conversion, which is probably one of the biggest events in our industry. Um, and there's a lot of people that are, are talking about this topic. There's a lot of people that are talking about how this impacts the greater scheming things, which is like that iOS 14, iOS 15. Um, but this this primarily is going to be about content and creative. And, man, I have, I have a lot of thoughts on this because of how large our team is on both the email side, the paid media side, and the, the iteration side. I have a lot of a lot of information to share, so I'm excited to do so. Amazing.
0: So Nick's going to jump in one second to really kind of tee up Nick's background for those that don't know him. Thank you. Nick is one of the co-founders and partners that structured. He and I have been friends for over 15 years and we did a merger kind of acquisition of my agency into his about a year and a half ago. So in Q1 of 2020. So that's his main kind of business. Secondary to that, he has one called Geek Out. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen it. A lot of you guys have been to it. Maybe you guys even caught the virtual event, which is something they don't frequently do. For the ukraine one that he alluded to earlier so he's got an events business uh nick your next event is in what october
1: yeah it's probably it's less than a month now so it'll be october 7th to the 10th in los angeles so it'll actually be at our studio
0: amazing studio is a cool place he did one about a year ago that i spoke at That was fantastic we'll drop that link and then lastly i think the most relevant one to the today's conversation is a business he has called constant creative so you want to quickly start with what constant is and then dive into kind of the landscape and where you're going before I interrupted.
1: Absolutely. No, it's, so we, this all came about because, and, and Chase, I've taken your approach on a lot of this, like building in public. So I'm, I, I talk a lot of bit a lot about what we're building with constant creative publicly on Twitter. It's pretty much the main, the main outlet I'm using right now to, to build this company. Um, But what constant creative is it's in the name. So it's constantly creating creative on an ongoing basis because with all the major changes that are happening on these platforms, the one thing that's never, never, never stopped is the need for content. And it's expensive, right? Like we, we make, we have a studio, we have editors, we have designers, we have copywriters, we have storyboarders, we have creative directors, we have a lot of these people that are focused on making content for e-commerce brands or or not, any any brand. It's not even just e-commerce brands, it's really any any company that is creating or has a product to sell. Like you were in the content distribution business, Chase, you, right? You have different products, you have an agency, you are creating content because you're trying to keep, continue to be top of mind. it's the same thing for all these businesses, right? Like Constant Creative was created originally to provide more and more at-bats or more and more reps or more and more like attempts at success when you already have a really nice working piece of creative already. And it's because it's just so expensive, man. Yeah, I hear you. So question for you, right? So with nine figures of ad spend
0: and obviously everything you're seeing, hundreds if not thousands of businesses through constant and those at the agency, in in your mind, is creative, is it subjective? Is it objective? Like, how do
1: you think about like, what is good creative? Is it in the eye of the beholder? Like, how do you think about good creative? Really good question. I have two. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer it in two different ways. I'm gonna answer it from uh, the agency person that because I'm I'm working on a lot of these deals and I'm I'm having to bring in more and more partnerships to create content for it. and then I'm gonna answer it as a part of as a brand owner because I'm for geek out and for constant, we're having to create our own content and we're having to make our own ads so that people can see us. As much as I hate to say this, it is extremely subjective. Now what isn't subjective is the revenue that content produces so when we when there's a lot of different teams that play in different different areas like there's there's a chamber media and then there's sandbox media and then there's a weekend digital and then there's there's a bunch of people that play at different Harman Brothers, right? Like one of the really big, well-known names in our space. They all create different types of content, and for us, we stay in a, a very specific space, which is performance creative. Creative that's job is to drive revenue. So when 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 you put that umbrella on it, when you put that like parentheses around what we create, it's content that's made to make money which is difficult to understand because before, if you're a creative director, if you're a performance person, you didn't necessarily have to make money. You could just do some really cool stuff. You can launch it and uh, your work is done, right? Like you're, you're out of it. That's not really where we're at when we don't want to be anywhere else because this is the hardest part of content. It's creating something that resonates, that has an angle and it's persuasive enough that doesn't put the brand in a, in a negative light to earn that capital to make that consumer pull out the pocketbook, which is something that I, I I thoroughly love and talk to till I'm blue in the face is like the subjectivity comes when the brand message or the brand promise is misconstrued, and what what I mean by this is like if you have a brand that comes to us is like hey I'm hiring agency X Y Z and we need you to create a message that's going to convince a consumer to make a purchase and and buy our product well they they need to understand that like we are speaking to a subset of consumers at all times like you can't speak to everybody if you're speaking to everybody you're appealing to nobody and so there's oftentimes you're going to get questions and this isn't just us this is everybody you're going to get questions like who's your number one uh, purchasing consumer what is the demographic makeup of this look at your current portfolio and this is talks that we never had to have of like hey Do we have African Americans in this? Are we having Asians in this? Are we having thicker models in this? Are we having natural looking individuals a part of your creative or content? And oftentimes when it comes to us, no, they're not. They're not. They're, 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 they don't have these, these demographics or these subsets of purchasing power or purchasing consumers are really highlighted. So a lot of these conversations with founders is like, Hey, maybe we need to, maybe we need to tailor the content in a certain direction because you haven't done it before. And we as a team, we're not, we're not, we might not be a hundred percent confident in this direction, but what we are confident in is that it, you can't neglect that because this is unfortunate, uh, unfortunate or fortunate, whatever, however you view it. It's a cancel culture, right? Like there's brands that if you're looking at their, their Instagram feed or their ads and all of a sudden you're not seeing any diversity, you're going to get called out. You're, you're, go- it's going to be very top of mind. So the subjectivity comes, and it's a balance, right? Because it's what's objective is that if this is making us money, what is subjective is like, does this highlight the brand in a positive light? Does this showcase the colors and the words and the tones and the and the and the actual, how would you say, conversion elements that speak to what the brand has been made for? That's that's subjective as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, that's a great answer. One other question I have is like what's like the
0: how long is this content kind of relevant or pertinent for and i'll give you an example so like with an email that we send right like the amount of time that people are going to consume and read that email is typically like 24 to 36 hours right emails like has a really short period of time of like how long it's going to be relevant and how long someone's actually going to interact and engage like with the creative that you're making like how often are people going to have to refresh it like when does something go
1: stale does that make sense yeah, dude, total. No, this is like, it's like you're listening to our calls with with new brands. Um, so when that brand comes to us or any any partner, it's not even just a brand, any partner comes to us, we ask two questions. We ask, what does your content team look like? And what is the cadence in which you're producing new creative? Those are the biggest pieces of questions because that allows me to understand how often we need to come up with ideas or how often we need to pick up a camera and shoot. Because that's really a lot of like the impact that we can provide brands. And even on the email side, they're oftentimes repurposing or UGC or content and putting it in the email or they're taking some studio shots. But they, email needs a shit ton of content that, that people don't really remember this. Um, so oftentimes, say, what we want well, we w- want to do, we believe that we can produce three to five real new concepts or angles, if I will, three to five for anywhere between 7500 USD to about 15,000 USD, okay? So with three to five major concepts, we're hoping that we get to at least one concept or angle that really is driving revenue. We're going like, that is an angle that we can continue to make iterations on or change it. And that way, that one angle is speaking to a subset of consumers. And maybe we keep the, the bones of it and we introduce a female. Or we introduce an African American, or we introduce an Asian, or we introduce a thicker. That's that's what we're looking for. We're looking for those three to five angles. And that that's maybe, dude, maybe we're getting two weeks, three weeks of life out of this. And then we gotta kind of go back into it, which is that's why we go to constant creative, right? Like we need to have the life of an ad extended without having to come out of our pocket for a couple thousand dollars. Like, you can be you can be as profitable as can be like we're in a we're in a time where a lot of brands are really defensive right like they're they're, they don't want to create or spend a a bunch of money on getting new and new ads because they have this misconception of like this should last us months this should i've been in this game for seven eight years if you have a piece of creative one individual piece of creative that lasts you more than a month you've you're winning you you've you've nailed it and but by the second week, I'm my, like my trigger warning's already going up going, like, dude, guys, we need some iterations of this. We need to change this up a little bit. Cause I know we should we're maybe going to get a month out of it. Or maybe we're going to get a couple weeks out of this concept. Um and that's just that's just with the iOS 14 tracking. That's just with the lack of reporting coming back into FB and IG. Um so it's very it's very top of mind for me. And and these pieces are I got, I got stats right in front of me. On average, a constant, we're editing anywhere between 350 to 550 ads a week. Think about this. That's a week. And we're, we don't have a ton of people on the platform. We maybe have 155 brands that we support. There are some agencies that use different brands, but overall, it's like it stays between 135 and 155. That's a lot of ads being made. And the the majority of the ads that we're editing are video ads. Now, if, if you're a if you're a direct uh, to response marketer, if you're uh, a marketing manager, if you're a CMO, I would ask yourself, how, how many pieces of content are you guys making on a weekly basis? Now, what what you could reply, uh, reply back to me is like, well, Nick, our budget is $10,000 a month. Okay, you're probably not gonna need to do three to five variations. Maybe you have two or three, three max variations. Another brand might be like, and hey, Nick, I'm at the other end of the spectrum. I'm, I'm spending a quarter of a million, half a million a month. You should be five to ten. You should be five to fifteen, and that that then we can even get even deeper into it and be like, how many hero products are we creating content for? Maybe we're now having to launch new creative. Maybe it's a sale time. That's another piece of set of content that you need to shoot for. So when we when we started out to create constant, it was not to take away from the, the, the production shops, shops that are shooting good quality content. It was like, listen, you've already spent 5, 10, 15, sometimes 30 Gs on a piece of piece of content. We just want to extend the life of it. Like we want to find the price point that made sense that people can make edits on. Um, and then your team could feel comfortable going, hey, we need new stuff. Awesome. Send it up there make a little bit of a brief and let us do our thing. Wow. Yeah. Great answer.
0: By the way, for those that are watching this on YouTube, drop a like on this video. Drop a comment if you have any questions for Nick, you know, drop a comment with whatever topics you guys want us to talk about next. The last thing I want to focus on today, obviously, it's top of mind for me, you, and a lot of folks, is Q4 Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Wow. I know you're speaking at our event. I'm super pumped for that. But like any kind of quick tips or tricks or kind of tidbits of like on the content or creative side, like where are people gonna be focusing? Like what kind of creative should they be thinking about? Is a lot gonna change, or should they be leveraging
1: the same creative? Dude, so this is this is something that I I'm really happy you asked me about this. And I'll talk a little bit more about this specific topic in uh at your Black Friday Cyber Money Summit. So we we made a big mistake last year. And I'll say this, I'll say this as proud and confident as I can because you know I think mistakes are good, especially when you have another year to take a crack at it. We turned off a lot of the ads that didn't even communicate the offer. I'm talking like your evergreen content that's just like hey, check us out, look at who this brand is. And that was a huge mistake. Like it, it didn't communicate the offer. It didn't tell what the deal was. It didn't tell what started, when it ended, none of it. And we paused it because we were like, you know, listen, we need ad spend to go to this offer ad and it's communicating something. It's way, way more of a, way more of a, a, a brand alignment or there's, there's congruency from ad to page to offer. That was a huge mistake. And I, and I want everyone to hear me on this. Do not turn off your creative. That's been running. That has social proof that has already a locked in audience that has good return already top middle or bottom of funnel do not turn off because think about this if a if a consumer is so happy or or already willing to take that click and get to site and then there, there's no offer communicated there's no offer communicated on the actual ad itself and then they land on a page that has an offer that's a delight that's a surprising delight moment now they're they already wanted this product potentially they maybe they maybe the thing that you're talking about is on sale because you're doing a site wide right don't turn that off. It's going to get better CPMS, have more engagement. Keep that bad boy running. So that's one major takeaway that I do not want anyone to, to to remove this. And I'll have stats on on running those ads consistently, how it performed during like Mother's Day and Father's Day and Labor Day, because um, it was it was quite con- quite convincing, quite quite convincing. Second is we're communicating the types of offers for the brands very upfront, very specific. Like we are not trying to be creative. We're not trying to be clever. We we want to make sure that we're winning on a very clear and understanding offer, which is me. If you can go the highest percentage off, like we're, we're advising our brands, those that can afford to do a 35, 40% off offer, you know, you can hide that with a BOGA buy one, get one. That's just pretty much 50% off. Right. Uh, you can be creative in that manner, but very clear, no bullshit, no spend a hundred, get this, spend 200, get that. And we used to do tons of those, dude, but I'm really coming from the school of, of uh, clear, kind and easily communicated offers what we want. And what I love don't, don't put anything other than just moving graphics and exactly what the offer is going to be in big, bold text. That is something that I think a lot of brands think they need to get creative or be really cool or, or cute on communicate what the offer is and let it rip because. I'm not wanting to confuse a consumer. There's already going to be so many people, and this is an assumption, but I'm willing to put um, like a lot of our brand time, effort, and money and brains on this. There's a lot of shipping issues going on right now. Like there's a lot of port issues of seeing articles left and right of people stuck at bay in the Los Angeles port. You gotta go early. We have to get the offer off early, right? And it's it's not just Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's Christmas as well. There's not a there's not a I, I'm willing to sacrifice massive scale or willing to sacrifice that extra dollar that earned to not piss off a consumer base because they're not going to get their product before uh, Christmas time, right? Communicate your Black Friday, have an offer for Black Friday. I don't think we need to neglect that. I think even your most uh, loyal fans are going to want you to run something on Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So even if you're going early, do not neglect to go on the day of. There's just this cultural phenomenon that everybody really believes in that takes part in this, this consumerism moment uh don't don't neglect that and then uh the down period of time for christmas nail down your shipping right like you 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 might be able to communicate hey this is the final cutoff period you will not get this for christmas you know that might drop conversions and and and, and I understand this but don't ruin the brand image for a couple thousand bucks um because you're going to continue to run this business uh, moving forward so my thing is go early so, uh definitely go on the days that you're going. Communicate the offer clearly, keep it simple with a discount. And if you can ship the product or you can sh- like the latest you can ship that product, I'd be safe and sorry, man.
0: This was killer. All right, guys. There's four things I want you guys to do. One is like this video, two is visit Nick's website, Constant Creative, with two Ks. I'll have the link below. Three is follow Nick on Instagram.
1: Are you I am shackleford? I am shackleford.
0: And then four, follow him on Twitter. Is it the same handle?
1: Yeah, I think it's I am Nick Shackelford on Instagram, and I am Shackelford on Twitter. Cool.
0: All the links below. Nick, you're the man. This was incredible. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. Bye.